Hi, I'm Liz Stokel. And I'm Debbie Rude. We're Dancing with Skeletons. We know what it's like to keep our past hidden away, like skeletons in a closet. We also know the healing that comes from acknowledging who we used to be and how much we've learned. So every once in a while, we dance with our skeletons. So come dance with us. Good morning, Liz. Good morning, Miss Debbie. Debbie Rude. How are you today? I'm not rude, Liz. I know. Have you ever have you ever been made oh fun of with that name? <laughs> <laughs> Way too many times. You're so rude. And you're like, yes, yes, I am. I am. I'm so rude. You know, when I did my Christian record many years ago, I had to change my name to Debbie Taylor because. The Christian record company didn't like the name Rude because Christians aren't rude. So I had to be Debbie Taylor, which is a great name because that was my son's name. Anyway. And is that just a name that you pulled out of a hat? I mean, basically? Or, no. Um, it, or, or, I, it's they, not your maiden name. No, it's my son's name. Okay. And okay. so so I, I just thought... Your son's middle name. My son's middle name. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yes, I am Rude. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. So, you know, Deb, this is uh, episode number 79, and we're talking today about things that we've said mm-hmm. that have caused other people hurt or anxiety or pain even, yeah. even though we meant Did, well yeah. and didn't mean anything negative, yeah. Yeah. At, at least not to the people who perceived it that way. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And so that I find very interesting. And a lot of those conflicts, as far as words, tend mm-hmm. to come from our Christian brothers and sisters they who just do. get terribly offended. Um, so yeah, like they, a lot of people really don't like the word, and I'm going to say it, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> people just think that's like the worst thing on the planet you could say and I'm like you know what there's so many worse things that you could say besides that and you know what apparently studies show that people who cuss a lot actually have a very high IQ I have heard that too so there you go Oh, I have family members that are so offended by that. Um, my mom was always very offended by that kind of language, and that's that's okay. I mean, yeah. she's from a generation that is very, you know, offended um, by that. But... <laughs> um, it's such a fun word. It is a fun word. And I've heard her use it in the fun way. Oh, I bet you have. <laughs> privacy of your own home, you know, how people will say. Um, But what's so funny is that I kind of made a conscious decision that when my children talked smack to me, or even about me, that I would not be offended by that because I recognized that they were in a place where they were particularly angry or excited or excitable or whatever. And I was just going to just say, that's not about me. That's, that's about them. That's where they are right this moment. And I decided not to be offended by those kinds of words. Sometimes I forget and I become offended, but (laughs) usually I'm just like, eh, that's you, not me. Well, I, I, I bring that up because in light of what we are going to talk about, I mean, that's like the least of the things that possibly I have said to somebody that 
uh, could have been perceived as offensive, right? I right. Mean, you know, it's like, really? You're offended that I said a swear word? <laughs> All right. Because well, I've said so many worse I've, things. I've said some worse things. <laughs> so, and I've, you know, I've known you, not not my whole life or anything, mm-hmm. but I've known you long enough to, to have seen you get very um, emotional about when people get angry with you because you said something that you did not mean to hurt somebody or offend somebody. And I've seen you get very, you know, your heart just breaks when you know you've hurt somebody. It's terrible. Yeah. It's just like the worst. So, yeah, I I have, you know, there's really one incident that I can remember the most of where I, I absolutely know that I said things that, I shouldn't have said. Um, this was years ago, and I was in the height of my evangelical, you know, world. Mm-hmm. So I was pretty enmeshed with church and you know church rules and concepts and precepts and whatever, blah blah, just church stuff, mm-hmm. Christian stuff, Christianese. Christianese. You spoke fluent Christianese. I did. Yeah. Wow, I did. Yeah. So. Um, my stepmom, who I love very, very dearly, her mom passed away, um, and it was, you know, not pretty. She had cancer, and it was, it's a, it was a terrible thing. And when her mom died, I remember, I either, I either wrote it in a card, or I said it to her face on the phone, or some somewhere. I, I, I said. The exact things that I know now that I would be hor- I will I would never say them now and I would be horrified if someone said it to me or if I heard someone say it. But I said all of the things of, you know, well, God has a plan and you know Your mom's in a better place. Your, your mom's in a better place and mm-hmm. all all of that garbage mm-hmm. I, I said to my stepmom and she called me out on it. Mm-hmm. She called me out on it. I don't know that she did right away, but she called me out on it, and I remember just absolutely being mortified that I would have said those things. And even and at the time when she called me out on it, I was still in my evangelical kind of bubble. Mm-hmm. And so I think I remember feeling like, oh my gosh, you know, I, I think I still remember thinking, but she, I really do believe that she really is in a better place. And I really do believe that God so really you felt yourself have a plan. A little bit defensive. A, a little bit yeah. defensive. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I guess would be, and it wasn't, and so, but I, but I felt terrible because I knew what I said, I really believed at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and so I guess there was a part of me that didn't understand how I could have said something wrong or something that was misinterpreted. Mm-hmm. So I think years later, when, like, I really got it that I could have said something and, it, like, a light bulb went on, mm-hmm. um, is when another friend of ours passed away. And this person died, he took his life, mm-hmm. 
and um, a person came up to me at the service and and literally said to me I hope he knew Jesus because if he didn't I mean it was like it was this assumption that this person was in hell right and you know I that upset me that upset me to my core because first off the person who who the person who passed this person didn't know him really okay, okay. didn't know really anything about him except for what the person perceived right and because of where I'm at now in my life, I don't believe, I believe that God has every bit of compassion and love on this person. This person was hurting. This person was in pain. This person was in addiction. Oops. This person was clearly, clearly struggling. Right. And it was the most insensitive Judgmental. Judgmental, awful thing that someone said to me, and it still stays with me. Mm-hmm. And it was in that moment that I, like, remembered my own self mm-hmm. saying insensitive, judgy things out of... What you thought was compassion. What I thought was compassion. Yeah. How do we, how, why, you know, how do we, how do we have more of those kind of moments personally so that we are more sensitive, compassionate people moving ahead? Like, I never want to do that again. Right. You know? Right. And um, I think at Christians are very, very bad at saying dumb things that aren't helpful and aren't useful and are potentially harmful when other people are in pain. Yeah. There's all these little cliche things that we can say that aren't helpful. Right. <laughs> well, and I, I'm just sitting here thinking, isn't it interesting because both of both you and I come from a very um, a very deep Christian faith and 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 community mm-hmm. and we are deconstructing out of that and we are trying to find where we can do better and so isn't it funny though that we can say gosh how can I be better with these people over here but the Christians I am still in a place of I think, absolute yeah. um, frustration I, and disappointment I think I think both you and I Liz are extremely disappointed and I'll even go as far as angry about the community and the culture that we came from and now being stepped away from it seeing the hurt that it has caused so many people and out and of, we want to call out that hurt, yeah. which is interesting that we don't want to call out, yeah. you know, we don't want to hurt other people, and yet we want to call out the hurt that is that is being exploited, the people who are being exploited yeah. by... Yeah, it, it's, it's a strange place that I think both you and I find ourselves in of, of wanting to heal ourselves and move forward, but also wanting to say, hey, but wait a minute, you guys have a lot of this stuff wrong. Right. You guys are saying you you are doing a lot of this wrong. This is not God. 
it's just not mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and how do we and I think it's I think it's you know I had a I went to see a, a Christian comedian perform a couple of weeks ago and she's somebody that I've known for a very long time she's brilliant she's funny she's wonderful um, I, I was trying to get my niece to come with me to see this and she watched a little bit of her on uh, YouTube and she said she's racist I don't want anything to do with her I don't want to go see her but she's absolutely not racist she's the least racist person I would ever know right. but here's the thing is she has a husband who's from another culture so I think that she feels it's a part of her comedy mm-hmm. to be able to say, well, because I'm from this culture and he's from that culture, this is, you know, this is where our lives go. And so right. she talks about their different cultures. Right. And other people from the outside see that as being racist. Right. You know, and so I think that when we're steeped and and surrounded by a community, we feel like we can speak to that, to the idiosyncrasies of that community. Mm-hmm. So I know that you and I both have been accused of being hateful towards the Christian community. Um, and and I'm, I apologize that that's the way I come across sometimes, but you know, it's just like a naughty child. I have so much love, deep love for those for my naughty child that I want to c- correct them. Yeah. You know, when they were kids, now that they're adults, eh, there's <laughs> well, I'm done. But those those my Christian community that I love so much, I want the best for that community and I want to just say, "Hey, can't we can't we self-correct in this area? Right. And that's kind of how I feel about it, even though I recognize that it doesn't always come across that way. But to be fair, doesn't isn't that the truth about all of us when we know that there's something that we should be working on and somebody draws attention to it, mm-hmm. we get defensive. Yeah, we do. We because do. we don't want to be told that we need to fix this I thing. I don't, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yet, the more defensive we get, the more we should probably step back and say, oh, I'm struggling in that area. Mm-hmm. And I'm defensive because I am realizing that somebody else sees it. Right. You know? I do. I do. Yeah. I. There, there's probably been many, many times where, you know, I've said something. I know that, you know, we've talked about this on this podcast, but there's been a couple times where I... I've posted something and then just gotten blasted, you know, and thinking that I posted something that was just going to be just a comment. Like, right. like how, like, what could be offensive about that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then, whoa, okay, well, I am obviously not as smart or thoughtful as I think I am. Because, wow, I really offended this person. Right. Totally not meaning to. No intention of no. doing so. Mm-hmm. No. No. Um, I had that exact experience this past week, and it, it completely traumatized me. It also educated me. And so I'm grateful for the education. I'm sorry for the trauma, but I'm, I'm grateful for the education. So... It was something I posted on Twitter, 
And it was in response to the whole Herschel Walker, you know, hullabaloo that's going on. And he's running on an anti, on a pro-family, anti-abortion platform. And he's very, very vocal about it. And yet, he does have four children from four different women. According to his son, he's never lived in the home of any one of his children. And I think it's important to say, too, that his son... Is a conservative is a Christian. Con- is a conservative Christian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he's not coming out and saying, mm-hmm. my dad doesn't love me because I'm different than him. No. He, he is coming out as saying, my dad professes to believe like I do, and yet he's not living like I, right. you know. Yeah, I think that's important to say. And so my concern is not, okay, so this podcast is called Dancing with Skeletons. And the whole concept of this is that we recognize that we can learn from the mistakes of our past and grow from them. And leaving our sins, Mm -hmm. as I put in air quotes, of the past in the past, our shit, (laughs) leaving our shit in the past doesn't really do us any good. What does us good is acknowledging that we have shit and talking about what we've learned from that. And then leaving it. And then leaving it. But but yeah. our hope is that we become better people because we've learned from it. Exactly. And I think that anybody should be given a first, second, third, fourth, fifth chance if they if they truly want that. Yeah. I mean, I am all about chances. Me too. My concern about somebody like um, Herschel Walker and Donald Trump and, you know, Newt Gingrich and all of these people. Dr. Oz. Dr. Oz. My concern is not them. They they have the rights to live their life any way they choose and to be a hypocrite or not a hypocrite and to be, you know, whatever. My concern is about my people, and I put in quotes, my Christian brothers and sisters who have not only embraced these characters, um, and I use characters just as, you know, they're just humans. They've embraced these humans and doubled down on defending them. Even though they profess on the one side to want family values, to be anti-abortion, and yet they completely embrace these people who have not only done these things, which is one thing, but don't take responsibility for those things. That's my concern, is that, okay, Donald Trump can grab women between their legs, but I want him to have remorse for that. I want him to understand that he disrespected women when he did that. Mm -hmm. And not just one woman or two or six or 10, but all women felt disrespected by that behavior. Yeah, I mean, and I think for many of us, it's amazing to to us that that there is no remorse or there there is no sense of him having done anything even or said anything wrong or, or that could even possibly be offensive and that it's just fine. And the people who are telling other people how to live are excusing him living exactly opposite of that. Mm-hmm. And in Herschel Walker's case, I don't know him and I don't know the circumstances, but we do know if he if he paid for an abortion I've, we've talked about in this, I had an abortion, and that's why I am pro-life, is because I know the trauma that it caused me. And so I, 
I would love for people not to have abortions, but I do not believe that it should be illegal. I believe that people should make that choice for their own. Yeah. Yeah. And it would be great if he could just say, yeah, I paid for an abortion and I'm sorry I did that. Right. And that's why I stand where I stand today. Instead, he just denies it, right. which is what is, I think, so offensive. Yeah. To me, as a Christian, is just saying, okay, don't just, lie about it. Just yeah, yeah. let's just, just help our just brothers own it. Just own it. It's okay. It's not. Doesn't make you a terrible person. Yeah. You know. Well, so what did you say? So on, on Twitter, Twitter, I yeah. So on Twitter, I put, if you're defending somebody who is denying their mistakes, you might be a Pharisee. Because as a Christian, I have always understood. Even if you look up in the dictionary the word Pharisee, it's a person who uses their religion to gain um, a political power. Okay. Okay. Um, that Jesus. Was, that's the definition. That's the definition. Okay. Now, it says that it started out in the Jewish culture, blah, blah, blah. Okay. And so, and, and so it also says that the synonym okay. for Pharisee, one of the synonyms, is hypocrite. So I have grown up believing that when Jesus says, woe unto you Pharisees and hypocrites, mm -hmm. that he was calling out a group of hyper-religious people who were using their authority not to do good in the world, but were using their authority to tell others how to live their life. Gotcha. So I put that, and almost immediately, I got so much blowback from the Twitterverse and one person said, oh, it's just like a white Christian to the worst name they can think of calling another person is a Jew. And I said, what? What? Wait a minute. What, what are you talking about? Yeah. And then somebody said, oh, yeah, this is, this is what they do to us, blah, blah, blah. And so then I could see just comments coming oh, in. Oh, my gosh, Liz. And so I immediately took it down. I immediately took it down and then I started talking to these people and I said, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry, I don't, what did, what I, did I say? What did I say? Uh, my, I'm, I'm speaking out against my people, quote unquote, who are being completely hypocritical in their, yeah. what they say as compared yeah, 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 to what yeah. they do. That's my intent and you can be mad at me for that or they can be mad at me for that, but why are you mad at me for calling them a Jew? I don't understand what I've done. Because I grew up Seventh-day Adventist, we worship on the Sabbath, we eat like a, the Jewish, we embrace the Jewish culture. Um, we talk about ourselves as a Judeo-Christian society. I have never heard any Christian ever talk bad about the Jewish community, ever, ever. And I, I know that they're different, but I didn't think that, I mean, so, never. So what? So what they said was, what this man finally engaged with me said, is that the Pharisees in Jesus' time were the people who defied the religious right, if you will, and fed the poor and served the... The, the people who were uh, the, the marginalized. That's what a Pharisee was, was somebody who defied the government by serving the poor among them. But, but biblically, biblically though, 
the Pharisees are the ones who are who are doing the opposite of that. We've always been taught. That's what we've been taught. And so I said, I said, when Jesus said, woe unto you Pharisees and hypocrites. Yeah. Because we kind of lumped them together. You're not doing the right thing. You know, Jesus. And so what they said was, it was most likely an intra-communal or intra-community dispute that they were having. And Jesus was was talking about this dispute that was happening among his people and most likely Jesus himself was a Pharisee so, because he was going against the the laws of the day. You know, he went and talked to the woman at the well, even though he shouldn't have. He fed the, the hungry. There was a lot of things that he did that were in opposition to the government of the day. So would it be that because the Pharisees were Jewish and they didn't believe that the Christ was who he said he was, is that why there was the dissension between the Pharisees and what then Jesus was teaching? Well, they think that Jesus was himself a Pharisee and that when he was talking to the, to the, when he was having that conversation, it was that he was challenging them to do more. Okay, I need to ask my Jewish friends about this. I do too, because I had never Not heard that. I've never heard that So they're words. like, when you call somebody a Pharisee, you're calling them a Jew, get it? I've never heard that And before. I mean, these people came after me in a way I've never, I've never gotten on social media, ever. I mean, we've talked about a friend of ours who unfriended me because I, spoke out against Trump's bad behaviors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is something else. Yeah. And I, so I, you know, I took it down. Like I said, within within five or ten minutes, that tweet was it, gone. It, like, well, it sounds like it blew up within five or ten well, minutes. Well, it did. And I took it down. And so I and so I said, I'm so sorry. And somebody said, don't give me your faux-pology. We have been, faux, F-A-U-X, apology. Don't give me your faux-pology. We've been uh, mistreated by Christians since the beginning of time. And I said, I'm, I'm so sorry. Can, can you give me something to read, something, some resources, so that I can understand? Yeah. Because I want to know what's, I want to know. Yeah. And people are like, don't pretend you care. Well, no, you don't understand. I, I do care. That's why I took it down. And that's why I'm having a conversation. And so there was one man who came to my defense and he said, she took down the tweet. She's asking for resources. Isn't that what we want? Mm-hmm. Is for people to engage exactly. in dialogue. Exactly. And to build community. And I said, thank you. That's exactly what I'm after here. And he said, it's all too rare. Yeah. And, I, and that's probably why so much vitriol came yeah. on me. Yeah, yeah. Is because it is all too rare. It is. And it, we, we all become defensive. You mm-hmm. talked last week about your not wanting to have a conversation with your neighbor because you've had a bad conversation with them. And so therefore you didn't want to engage in something new right. because you expected that it would be bad again. Right. And so I hate that I offended this community by using a word in a way that I had no, no idea, idea. Yeah. it was used. Yeah. And I, I don't want to be afraid to speak out. I don't want to be afraid. But I do want to be able to take a step back and say, gosh, I yeah. did not know what I was saying. Well, and you would want to be afforded a safe space, <clears throat> and hopefully, like you say, 
you know, can't people see that, hey, okay, all right, I said something that I didn't understand. Give me a minute. Let's, you know, I want to know what I want to know. I want to fix this so I don't do that again. Right. And the only way to fix it is through education. We've talked about opinions. Opinions are based on experience, education, and emotion. Mm -hmm. And because all of us have completely different experiences, <laughs> education, and emotions, our opinions are never going to line up with another person's, right. ever. No matter how, even twins right. are not going to have the same opinions because their experiences, emotions, and education is going to diverge at times in their life. That's right. And so to, to think for even a minute that I um, can't be open to education would be the most offensive thing to say about me. Mm -hmm. And so I want people to say, she's open. Liz right. Stokel is open to making a blunder and, and learning from it. And learning from it, absolutely. It makes me think of, <laughs> I had to learn from my daughter. <clears throat> so in 2020, George Floyd, all the things that were happening, and the whole Black Lives Matter, and I, I needed to be educated on why it was not the right thing to say. Yeah, but all lives matter, and because that would that was that's where I was coming from. Like, right. I, I get that, but all lives matter. And she was like, No, mom, no, you know. And 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 I quickly got an education, and I and I qu quickly had a paradigm shift. Right. And. You know, I, I mean, I never said anything on social media or anything like that about it, but it was just between she and I having conversations. <clears throat> and again, you know, I just had a, a, a conversation with my husband about, um, like, the LGBTQ uh, community and the idea that a lot of us who are older sometimes... We have a hard time maybe understanding and being used to using different pronouns and and if we accidentally make a blunder, we you know then we're somebody that we once knew was yeah. as a she and, and, and now, now he and, and now, now and we call them a she and, and we're yelled at right we're, we're in trouble right. and and you know and and you know and so I I'm saying you know to my husband hey you know perhaps we need to take a minute. Mm -hmm. I understand. Yeah, it's true. We're older. Yeah, it's true that that we didn't grow up in this generation, but that doesn't give us the the excuse or doesn't give us a pass to not take a minute and try to understand the what is happening in those communities and with those people and that we have an opportunity to grow right. and to learn something and right. to be more compassionate and more empathetic and more understanding and get to know people that are different from us. Right. You know, we have, we don't get a pass because... Because I, we're old. Because we're old. <laughs> we're st we still have brains and hearts and souls and we need to take a minute right. and try to put ourselves in someone else's shoes, which... There's that empathy word again. Right. <laughs> so, And nobody's asking us, I don't even think, and, you know, we know somebody as we're so involved in the arts and stuff, obviously we know a lot of people in that community. Nobody is asking us 
to change our own lives. <laughs> no. Nobody's asking us to suddenly be involved in a same-sex relationship or to change our gender. Nobody is asking us to do that. Yeah. They're only asking us to be compassionate towards them and to be understanding of them and to not stand in judgment of them. That's all that they're asking. Exactly. And to and to be, you know, cognizant of if someone's a they, to, to use it. Right. To, to be respectful and use they. Right. Even if you don't like it, or even if you don't understand it, doesn't matter. And if we make a blunder, they will forgive us. That's right. They will. But it's, it's the fact that there are people in their worlds who are refusing mm -hmm. to do as they ask. Right. And they're continuing to call them by their by the pronoun under which they were born. Right. And and that's where they are so because it's easy to become defensive. I can become very defensive about certain things mm -hmm. because I expect that people are gonna are going to be mad at me about this. Right. So immediately I can be defensive. Right. right. As opposed to just saying um, I'm not going to assume that you don't like me, <laughs> but um, how about if we have a little conversation and then if you don't like me, then, right. then we can walk away. Right. But I have to remind myself to not make these assumptions. Right. I, think, I think this is a, a, this is a conversation that needs to continue on. Um, you know, we started talking about, you know, saying things that that um, we wish we wouldn't have said. And all of these things that we've talked about today all kind of, you know, relate to this topic. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think it's been a, a good conversation today yeah. about yeah. how we can just be better and how we can be more sensitive and more empathetic and just learn from our mistakes. And learn from our mistakes and be open. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Ask questions. Yeah. As soon as I was hit with this vitriol by the by the Twitter verse. Yeah, Twitter verse. Instead of being defensive and saying, I didn't know, you guys are attacking me. I could have done that. You could have. But my desire was to learn where they were coming from. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in to Dancing with Skeletons and we'll see you guys next week. All right. Love you all. Bye. Bye.